You're listening to the Product Podcast from Product School, featuring the best product leaders from Silicon Valley and beyond. If you're an aspiring product manager looking for your first PM role or an experienced PM looking to level up your skills and advance your career, visit productschool.com to learn about our certificate courses and how we'll get you there. We're here with another episode of our ninth season of the Product Podcast, coming at you with more product career advice from brilliant product minds. Today, we're joined by Google Product Manager, Prashant Nair, to get you ready to crush your next interview. You'll learn how to prepare yourself and your answers so that you can feel confident, stand out, and finally get your dream job. Hello, and I hope everyone is safe out there. I'm Prashant Nair. I'm a product manager with Google. Prior to Google, I worked for eBay, Sony, and a few other companies. I started out my career as a software engineer did that for several years, and around 12 years back, I moved to product management. At Google, I regularly interview PM candidates, um, and I also go out and coach members of the community to be better prepared for PM interviews. Uh, Today, we obviously don't have time to go into the depth of all the topics, but I hope that I can leave you with some high-level pointers that you might find useful. Before we start, a quick disclaimer. Content presented here are views and practices of my own and do not represent Google or any of my past employers. All right, so you are interested in a PM interview, uh, and this crash course here today is in no uh, way a substitute for developing proper product thinking. I recommend watching my past content at Product School, where I go through all the building blocks of how to be a a better uh, product manager by cultivating product thinking. As we go through the content today, we will touch upon some of those points again, uh, and we'll we'll reinforce some of those. So the best way to interview for a PM role is to be an experienced PM, right? And you might already be uh, in a PM role, and that's great. But I often get asked the question, uh, what if, um, you know, I'm not currently in a full-on PM role, but I'm interested in making that transition. So if you're not a PM, uh, it's still important to exercise product thinking in your current function. You might be in engineering or analytics or marketing. Uh, You should find opportunities to cultivate that deep product thinking and partnering very closely with product managers, right? So that way way you will um, learn some of the key aspects of being a good PM. So one other thing that you can do is talk to your leaders in product and engineering within your org and try to find a role either in a part-time or a full-time capacity, uh, which will help you exercise those uh, PM skills. Right, but but you need to go out and seek those roles uh, that will that will help you strengthen that PM concept. And finally, also try to seek out a PM mentor. Right, so as you're working uh, with the mentor on a weekly, biweekly basis, they might help you uh, understand or point you in the right directions to gain those skills that are required. Right. Uh, so overall, uh, there are several ways that you can start developing those skills and be better prepared uh, for an eventual PM interview. Let's get down to the basics of, um, of interviewing uh, for a PM role. There are three things that I want you to remember. The first one is to structure your answers. I find many a times candidates, um, great candidates, uh, try to cram in a lot of uh, 
concepts or they go in all sorts of different directions um, while discussing their answers. Uh, although they hit some notes, right? Uh, it, it doesn't feel as like a solid thought out structured answer. So it's very important that you're not rambling on and providing a structured answer. Second key point is throughout the interview, you have to keep moving the problem forward and ultimately arrive at a solution. I see many candidates, uh, you know, lean on the frameworks that they have read in, in different PM interview books, and uh, they mostly cling on to that and remain at a high-level conceptual uh, stage and never actually move the specific question forward and arrive at specific solution. So that's something that your interviewer would be looking for. And then the last point is to distinguish yourself from the many other candidates who would be interviewing for that role. Uh, try to see if you can leave the interviewer with an innovative solution, right? Uh, something that helps them, uh, you know, remember you as a candidate who stood out and came up with that 10x solution or, uh, or, or something truly innovative, uh, right? So these are the three points that we will, we will uh, try to cover in our PM interviews so that you have a well-rounded interview. Moving on. For a PM interview, as the field goes, there are several different areas, strategy, design, execution, technical analytics, leadership, um, and several more. Some interviewers try to cover all of these points, while other interviewers try to hit on one or two of these. As the interview progresses and as questions are presented to you, you need to uh, try and understand what area is, uh, is the interviewer most interested in, and you have to highlight uh, those areas within your answer, right? So that's important. If it's not uh, obvious from the question what area the interviewer is trying to, uh, trying to interview you on, feel free to ask them. Right, uh, there are no negative points in, in asking that. Hey, should I cover the strategy aspects of it, or should I uh, cover the design aspects of it? Right, it's it's a fair question. Go ahead and ask them so that uh, you know your answers connect better with uh, with the interviewer's intent of the question. So these are uh, these are generally typically the areas uh, that would be covered in a PM interview. So irrespective of the area, right? Uh, here is my biggest advice. If there's one thing that you take out of this presentation today, it is this. Uh, you always have to zoom out. Many a times in the interview, you will be presented with uh, a technology, right? Let's say, hey, let's talk about cryptocurrency or autonomous driving or virtual reality. Uh, no matter what it is, uh, if it starts out at a technology uh, level or a solution level, it is important that you zoom out. You should always zoom out and take it to a level uh, to, you know, who are the users and what are they looking for, right? Unless we understand the users and, you know, their needs, we are not going to arrive at a good solution for those users. So no matter uh, where you're airdropped into uh, in the interview, try to zoom out and and talk about the users and you know how you deeply connect with uh, with their needs and um, separating their needs and wants spend some time there right uh, try to try to go real deep 
uh, once you zoom out into who the users are and what their problems are. Once you identify the users, uh, you have to talk about uh, how are those needs currently being met, and that will take you to uh, the different competitors. One thing I, I always advise is to try and find the competitors uh, not through competing companies or you know competing products but from a user lens so what that means is let's take an example of autonomous driving and let's pick a car company out there bmw so bmw is wanting to launch a autonomous uh, self-driving car who are the competitors so the immediate uh, you know answer that many a times you hear is all right the competitors of bmws or the uh, audi or toyota or you know any many other car companies that is that's not the competition that that we are looking to understand uh, level it up to the user the user is trying to get from point a to point b so in that sense any solution that can take them from point a to point b is the competition, right? So it could be public transport, it could be getting a ride from a friend, it could be um, Uber or any other cab service, uh, even walking uh, short distances could be uh, a competition, right? So, so ultimately you are trying to understand what are the different solutions that the user, ha they have today, and then you know what is your solution that uh, can make the situation better. That's what uh, we are we are looking for. And once you once you get to that point, then you can you can start talking about uh, you know why this particular company you're interviewing with uh, is in a good po uh, position to to solve that problem. And uh, if you're suggesting a solution, make sure that you understand why the solution you are proposing is innovative or it's differentiated, right? Uh, me too products, sure they could work, uh, but in in an interview context, right? Uh, you you're trying to show them that that you're capable of bringing in that innovation or out of the box thinking, right? So so spend a little bit of time to you know understand whether the solution you're proposing is it truly differentiated or how does it fundamentally change the game, right? Uh, is it a ten x solution? Uh, try try arriving at that. Also, when, when you're proposing some out-of-the-box solution, many a time, you know, it doesn't feel real because the candidates haven't thought through of, you know, how is it practical? Uh, is the technology there yet to deliver such a solution? Or is there even a path to get to such a technology to deliver that solution? So many a times it's in, it's in the realm of fairy tales, right? And you want to avoid that. Uh, you want to come across as a pragmatic uh, PM who who is capable of uh, thinking of big ideas, but also show a path to get to those solutions. In in this area, then you will start hitting uh, on you know how are you going to roll out such a solution, right? Are are you going for a global launch or a local launch? Are you going to target specific use cases or or go for the broadest available use cases? Uh, all of that here and talking through this, you would see that zooming out and then systematically diving in structures your answer, right? So no matter what question is being asked, uh, you are able to hit all those points that, hey, look, 
I understand the user. I understand the market gaps. I understand competitors. Uh, I can propose solutions. The solution, you know, hopefully are really innovative. Uh, I can tell you why we are the best team to deliver it. Um, I can tell you how exactly I'm going to deliver it step by step, et cetera. So that structure uh, becomes, uh, becomes really important. Uh, and that's what you're trying to nail. Right, so that's the primary uh, aspect. So no matter what the question, uh, if you if you practice this, it will it will uh, you know make you stand out as uh, as a candidate who has provided that structure. All right. The second area that I often get asked a lot is how much do I prepare for the technical interview? PMs are often anxious because. Many of them haven't touched code in, in, you know, many past years. And they're like, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing with these companies. Do I need to know uh, all the algorithms? Do I need to know the code, etc." Uh, it, it depends, uh, right? If you have recently made a switch from engineering to product management, you would be expected to know a little bit more. But if you have been a PM like myself for several years, hopefully they appreciate the fact that what they're trying to understand is whether this PM can work really well with engineering teams towards a solution. Hi, this is Roland Smart, the CMO here at Product School. And I'm jumping into your podcast feed again because we're launching our first ever listener survey. Participating will help us understand, well, you and what topics you're most interested in and how we can better serve our audience as a whole. Go to productschool.com forward slash podcast to take the survey. It takes just three minutes to complete and it would mean the world to us. If you can, hit pause now, click the link in the show notes, and you'll be back to the episode in a flash. Thank you. Right, so in, in that capacity, you definitely need to know the basics, um, right? You, you need to understand that given an array, uh, if you want to search through it, I can go like step-by-step step linearly, uh, or if it's uh, sorted one, I can gain some efficiency. You, you need to understand some of those basics, uh, not necessarily at, at the code level, but yes, but you, you, you need to be technical enough to understand the basics. And the second part of it actually is developing a genuine curiosity about how all these different systems come together uh, to, to create a good product, right? Uh, and think of modern solutions. Uh, how are you know notifications pushed to you as soon as it happens, right? How is it that I type of a message um, and it is delivered almost instantly uh, anywhere in the world, uh, right? What are those systems that like make it happen, right? Uh, what are the different types of uh, messaging uh, solutions? What are the different types of database solutions? You kind of uh, you know need to need to develop an understanding of that. One way to do it is to is to think through, you know, uh, how does Uber work? How does WhatsApp work? Uh, how does Google, um, you know, type ahead works or uh, any any of the numerous technologies that you use on a day-to-day basis? Just think through it, right? And go a level deeper as to how is it being, being delivered to you, right? What are the systems that would make it happen? As a starting point, I often recommend this lecture from David Milan uh, to, my, uh, to my students. Uh, you can, it's available on YouTube. 
it provides a good starting point. This lecture is about how would you build a large-scale you know, dynamic website. Use that as, as a starting point, and it'll lead you down the rabbit hole of, of many such topics. And, and there are several talks, lectures, even mock interviews out there that will, that will help you. That's how you prepare for the technical interview. And the area that uh, my students often are anxious about is the analytics uh, interview. So you have to pick a framework uh, for structured answering of an analytics uh, question. So a framework or any framework out there would cover the business uh, metrics, adoption metrics, engagement, survey, uh, troubleshooting, etc. Right. Uh, once you have those metrics down, you need to talk about the dimensions as well. Right. Are you looking at uh, segmenting that metric by the customer type or by the user type or um, you know by geo and and all those dimensions comes in trends come in right uh, over a period of time and you can have this framework in your mind but i've seen many candidates they just talk about the framework uh, and they often uh, fail to connect that framework to the specific question at hand right so if you're let's say you're, you're talking about a, a particular solution and you're asked you know hey what are the metrics for that particular solution uh, use that framework as uh, as you know the guardrails but then connect it specifically to your solution because let's say the engagement metrics for a self-driving car would be very different from the engagement metrics for a work from home um, you know, suite of products, right? So, so you always need to connect it back to uh, the specific solution you're talking about. Then we come to the leadership aspect. If you're uh, often, these questions comes, uh, come up if you are applying for a senior enough role. One thing to always keep in mind is uh, more and more, we are trying to br uh, build responsible products, right? Responsible product means not just understanding uh, the the business metrics and uh, the the needs of the immediate user, uh, but to think about how does the product impact the community overall, right? Uh, how does, uh, what what's the true impact on the world? Is it positive? Is it negative? Have a sense or start developing a sense of all that. Uh, and then one uh, thing that I often look for in candidates is, are they shy from making bold decisions, right? Certain, uh, I bring up certain scenarios where the right answer is actually to shut down uh, the product or shut down a certain aspect of the product, right? And I see if candidates are bold enough to uh, to take that unpopular but often needed decision. Th those are the leadership aspects. All right. Uh, so so that hopefully all those pointers help you in in preparing for the PM interview. The key thing to do once you have um, grasped all that is to practice. Um, Look at the everyday products around you, right? I mentioned a few. Think how would you, as a PM, improve it, right? It need not be just technology uh, solution, right? Think of how would you improve your microwave or how would you improve a stand-up desk or what have you, right? So look at the products around you every day and, and go through the process of thinking, as a PM, how would I improve this, right? This automatically puts you, puts your brain uh, to start thinking in that structured aspect that we talked about. The second one is to look at emerging technologies and how could it significantly improve lives, right? How does, what would cryptocurrencies have an impact on the world or self-driving cars, how would they impact the world? 
5G, you know, how does uh, that improve uh, humanity overall? So think through, keep thinking through all that as you practice for your interview. Practice in front of a mirror or record yourself, um, right? Because you need to be comfortable with, with, you know, your own voice. um, How do you modulate it? Where do you pause? You need to be really comfortable. So, So put that practice in. And finally, do several round of mock interviews, right? Call up a few friends and, and tell them, you know, hey, interview me, right? Uh, talk to me, ask me questions about products, etc. Mock interviews, they do not mean that let's get on the phone and, and chat about a few questions. Uh, no, actually do the role play, right? And, and go through the process of a proper interview. Do a 45 minutes interview and a 15 minutes of debriefing of what you did well, what could be improved, etc. Uh, this could be a key differentiator. Absolutely, I cannot uh, recommend mock interviews um, enough. Right, do it, and then when you feel that you have practiced and and you're ready, go out and practice some more. Right, uh, this is the opportunity uh, before the interview to keep practicing and and be perfect and you know have most of those things covered. Uh, again, don't be too rigid, uh, right? Uh, because in the interview. Uh, your thoughts and, uh, you know, your ideas uh, and how you think on your feet. Uh, those things should shine. Many a times I've seen candidates uh, just come uh, come in very rigid with a particular framework in their mind. And, and if you if you throw in certain counter questions, it, it throws them for a toss. So, uh, so know all of that. But again, you know, bring, bring yourself, uh, like I say, like your whole self to the interview. Uh, and and you would do good. So uh, again, there's no substitute, there's no shortcut um, for practicing. All right, that's all the content that I had for today. Hopefully you find all these high-level pointers useful. Uh, We can engage more deeply uh, through product school. Um, I'm I'm trying to see what courses we can set up so that we can take you deeper uh, into this area. Uh, Meanwhile, if you want to reach out, uh, feel free to do so on Twitter, uh, at PM2Go, and I'll try to engage with you and uh, and help you out uh, in your PM interviews. All right. Thank you, everyone. And again, be safe out there. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Product Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Taking the time to write just a few sentences about what you love most about the show will help us improve it and reach even more product people around the world. And when you're done, why not reward yourself with some free product management content and resources over at productschool.com. Until next time, stay product-led.